Blog Talk Radio. Tennis, Mr. Chuck Greasy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get in the game. And hello, this is Coach Chuck Creasy once again. We've got American Tennis up and rolling, and uh, really happy to do this. Uh, we've got so many things going on in all parts of tennis, but. Um, it, it, for sure, for sure, we're right in the middle of the collegiate season, and I want to be able to talk a little bit about that. And and there's so much to that we have to do and discuss because there's so so much happening. Uh, it looks like uh, there's different format changes again with the collegiate season, and uh, just stuff going on there, continuing to push uh, NOAD scoring down into the other ranks, D3 now, and then next year. It'll be into the junior college, but they're force-feeding us that stuff. But anyhow, let me – American Tennis, we always say your job is to stand up, speak speak out. Stand up, speak out. Uh, be outstanding more than just trying to stand out, you know, for sure, for sure on that one. But, again, stay professional. Don't address it. Address issues, not people, and nobody can find fault with that. But we, this in year 12 with American Tennis, our guest today. I don't want to get right into it. This Coach Randy Blumendahl that I have on the line. Hey, Coach Randy, how you doing, man? Very good, Coach. How you doing? Uh, okay, I know your time's limited today too. Yep. You're running two teams now, both men and women's teams. So I, I really. Uh, you know, you've got a wealth of information, wealth of experience, but I uh, I want to get right to it here. But um, every week on American Tennis, we have, we try to bring up stuff that's going on, and college tennis, of course, has been the staple of um, what we try to talk about because that is sort of the lifeline of the um, – I put it here in the intro, Coach. Collegiate tennis has always been the staple of American collegiate sports. However, many coaches believe now that it has been compromised by introduce introduction of recreation model marketing, training standards and abbreviation, and scoring methods that are not pushing the kids enough. But I have asked you on the program today, and, and thank you. I mean, I remember you being on your own coach's corner program and I'm hoping that you get that kicked off again sometime coach because we need more discussions about what's going on and you know our audience is growing but we we really glad to have you on there 30 years now coach Randy Blumadol 30 years of uh collegiate coaching two halls of fame I won't talk about you know usually as coach you get hall of blame hall of lame just never hall of shame we hope you know but uh, you, you're in the hall of some halls of fames, but I'm going to leave it with this: I've never seen a player that Coach Randy Blumadol's coached go backwards. Now, you know they might fight a lot and stay the same a little bit, but my golly, all the players make big jump because you do take care of the physical, mental, and emotional part. But I, 
Um, want to set the table here by I want you to talk a little bit, if you could start now, Coach, about uh, the past, the present, and the future. Uh, what collegiate about <clears throat> collegiate tennis? What it used to be? What it is now? And where are we going? Because I'm sure not happy with uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on. Uh, and uh, I'll leave it at that. And coach, any quick thoughts? And uh, if you could just if you could just take over a little bit there, and then we'll go forward. Well, thank you, coach. And it's it's great to be back on the show. Um, I you know one thing that I want to talk about is how excited I am to be back in college coaching and and uh you know wasn't sure that I was ever going to go that direction again. I had a lot of good things that I I got to do after college and I enjoyed them all, but I didn't realize how much I missed this until I came back. So I'm I'm excited to be back and be part of this and I remember on the outside looking in, I was thinking, you know, I don't know how big a deal college tennis is anymore. And, you know, it, the more I started thinking about it, and as I got into college tennis, I realized that college tennis really is going to be something that is going to help tennis go forward in our country or it might slow it down to the point where we don't see it for a little while. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very important time in tennis. Um, but Could I, I jump in there I, real quick, Coach? Yeah. Coach, could I jump in there yeah. real quick? You, you said, you know, why – and I'll just keep this short, but I want to get this staple there. Okay, you have coached player. I think one of your players you started won actually a Wimbledon junior title, you know, uh, recently. And you've had a lot of the junior players on the ITF and things. You were out independently coaching. Probably, I know you're making more money than college tennis coaches do or teachers. And you really, um, but you you really have skipped through that and gotten back into college tennis. Could you, could you tell people why college tennis? is is such a, a a wonderful place to work and coach it's um you know it, it's it's a different environment than than it is and it it's a lot of fun to be out there and and work with young people and watch them grow and get to spend numbers of years with them i mean that that definitely is something that i enjoyed um and I enjoyed all levels of tennis coaching, all levels. And the development was something that I really was always wanting to get better at and, and become as good a coach as I could become. So that that part of it was very intriguing. But my heart was always back in college tennis. And I just enjoyed this time from – and you get this a little bit when you're dealing with young people, but from 18 to 22 when they're really maturing and, and that, you know, tennis is kind of a teaching tool where you get to, to teach life's lessons to, to young people. And, you know, that this was something that I missed. And then also how special it was, to do something together in tennis. A lot of times you're doing it independently, but to do it as a group and, and watch how that can help speed up the progress of individuals is, is something that I missed a lot in, in helping them in all parts of their life. So I, uh, that, that part I missed and, and, and look, I, I tried to, everything I did, I tried to implement that into it before I got back into college, but I missed that part. Um, and I missed, uh, you know, just watching, you know, individuals go after a team goal. So um, that's, uh, that's something that's very special to me, and I'm glad that I'm, I'm back in. And, and, uh, and I think college, and I know college, can help out a ton. A lot of the juniors that are out playing are not playing – necessarily to reach a higher level than college tennis. I mean, college tennis is kind of the plateau of what they're trying to do. 
But something that I found that was shocking when I came back into college tennis is how little there's less American players in college tennis now than there was 10 years ago. And I, I felt like that on the, on the inside, helping them out with development, but I see it clearly now and there's all kinds of opportunities out there, but there's not a lot of different ways. Well, anyway, we can get into this, but there's just not as many out there. There's a lot more, international players than there's ever been and I think that you know no matter what program it is I think that that's something that makes it special I I remember my first phone calls when I got back to college I was thinking well I'll call up the junior colleges and talk to all the junior college coaches well 10 years ago they had rules in place where they only allowed so many internationals and the rest were Americans on the team. So, you know, you always had Americans on the team. Now they have none, zero. Um, it's almost 100% international on every team that's ranked and even on most of the teams that aren't ranked. So, you know, if they don't have that avenue, that takes away another one. I'm at a small school, and that's going to take – you know, if they're not – if this isn't an avenue, that, that takes away – you know, they, they just run out of opportunities – and you know they're, they're American kids. All, you know. The American kids, and and the thing is, you know, I'll jump a little bit here, but I read an article a few days ago that said that this pickleball player. So that's a hot topic, right? Pickleball player had been playing tournaments for four years, and they played a tennis player who had been playing for four days. And they got their butt whipped on the on the pickleball court, yeah. and I was thinking, well, that'll never happen in reverse, right? But people mm-hmm. don't understand how difficult and how much skill is required for tennis just to be pretty good, and then to be the next level and the next level requires so much, and the inspiration has to be, you know, very high for for young people to want to keep pursuing that. And if they do, boy, the depths of the game are amazing. But they, we keep changing things to where we're not trying to dive into the depths and therefore we're not inspiring anybody. And I think I talked to a young – I talked to an official the other day that runs a bunch of tournaments, and they said that eight, 10 and under tennis is at its all-time low. Well, not not surprising. Not surprising. No. They had their own little ideas of why that is. But um, anyway, that that's a big jump. But what I'm trying to get at is they are the lifeline. The American players are the lifeline of this tennis. And, and you know, even when we're talking about pro tennis, if we don't have a base of really good players that are playing – and I'm not taking away from the internationals. I mean, it's the internationals. But we need to get our own kids involved in, in college tennis. If we don't have that base, and then that's a really good base, that will help catapult kids into the next level and the next level and the next level. So, um, yeah, I think it's as important as it's ever been. And And here's my final thought as I jump around, Coach, with the American Tennis um, pickleball has recruited a lot of 60, 65-year-old people, and they think, a lot of the articles I'm reading, they think it's going to peak in the next year, and then it's going to go on a spiral down quickly, just kind of like racquetball did. Um, tennis, the base of tennis is very important. We need a lot of young people, and then historically, 20 to 40, we've had a lot of players. And then, of course, the retirement group. But we can't splinter all of that. And and I think our organization, our national organization, thinks that they're trying to tie that together, and I believe they're doing the opposite. So, um, you know, this, this, this whole college experience, these are the people, the Americans that play college tennis, generationally 
bring their kids through and play the next time and the next time. It's not inner city kids, and it's usually not new people. That no. It's just too dang hard for those kids. It's usually second, third, fourth generation players that really kind of take off in tennis, and we're, we're really we're, – we are squashing that out, and they don't yeah. understand – why they're doing that. And that's what I think that's part of what we should talk about today is how they're messing that up and what we need to do to go forward. But if, if my grandfather played tournaments and he played in South Carolina, a big one was Belton, he played Belton. And then my dad played and then I played, Hey, that's a big deal. But today we don't have any of that going on. In fact, almost everybody that comes through juniors, they don't want their kids going back through that. They think it's an awful no. experience. At best, they think it's a mediocre experience. And I think we're listening to the wrong people when it comes to tournaments and, you know, well, not just the tournaments, just any anything it has to do with with tennis players. And, you know, if you take you – look, I started off by saying if junior colleges. You take junior colleges out. I asked this question to this person that talked to me about 10 and under tennis. So you take junior colleges out of the equation. What's the, where do you open the door for the late bloomers? I mean, there isn't any. So if you don't start by the time you're seven or eight and go through that miserable experience of, of those balls, the, the dot balls and all that stuff, and then switch gears into, you know, it, and if you're not confused enough at that point, you play the 12s, you play the 14s, and if you're not burnt out by that point, you know, you're lucky if you get a 10% scholarship at the local college. So that's that's not what everybody wants, and that's not what they're looking for. And I think a lot of what we should talk about today is how that should change. Um I know in this program, this pro- program that I'm currently in is very special to me because I'm an alum here, and if it wasn't for the American players that came through, and look, uh, the the international players that came through, that's been a great experience as well, and some of them are still close to the program, but some of them is probably less than 1% or 2%, where the American players, almost every one of them that came through has a tie to the program. And if you don't think that that makes a difference, and what what will save and then eventually make tennis thrive again, that makes a huge difference. And all right, and is coach, I'm getting ready to switch gears. There's one other point I wanted to make. Is, Go make it. Okay. I write all down right. notes, man. Yeah. I got a notebook full here already. Right. Go ahead. When when when, um, when I left college, we were fighting about the score. You know, in that. And a lot of the scoring system, right? The, the, we got to call it dumb down scoring. Hey, I was thinking about abbreviated way, with coach dumb down scoring, way, dumb down scoring. Go, go ahead. By the way, we just saw you. We just saw the last twenty years of tennis. And, and uh, look, I saw some special tennis growing up. I got to see Mac and Roborg. I got to see you know my age group uh, Agassi and. Sampras, but this last I got years, to see wow. Ash and Laver and Roach. Ash and, and yeah, <laughs> right. We all, you know what? Ralston, you know, Dennis Ralston the Great. My yeah, golly, I go ahead. I don't want to take away from any of those guys because they're all very special. But the last twenty years, these three three players that kind of broke all the uh, records with the Grand Slams and all that. What what an amazing time an amazing time to watch tennis and but if you listen to any of them interviewed none of them would want the scoring system changed and the reason why is if you shorten the formats it's more random now 10 years ago when we were fighting this i mean if you ask djokovic today hey you know you're getting older would you want to play two out of three in the french open no, no, because the best player's not going to win on that day. He wants that battle. He wants that link. Um, and then, you know, shortening the games, 
Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now, when they added tiebreakers into the set, I'm not sure that that was I'm, – I'm sure that was a good thing because you can't play three sets in one set and then expect them to play three out of five. But, um, you know, the, the tiebreakers – Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, 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 make, make sure you yeah. make that point. You're, you're not suggesting the tiebreaker for the third set. You're saying that six six, right? Having the tiebreakers. Correct. That was it's done six, like six. Sorry. late seventies. Yeah, late seventies. I'm saying. Hey, folks, I'm bragging. Wait, coach, I got to get a word yeah. in here. I'm bragging. At one time, I won twenty to eighteen in the third <laughs> set. Seven five three right. six twenty to eighteen in a high school match, folks. In a high school match in Indiana. Hey, listen, what? I still remember that day and that match. In the, it was a. It was a daggone, uh, what do you call it, a, when, a uh, momentum grabber for me to think, hey, I can do this. Go ahead, Coach. Go ahead. I had to throw that in and, a little bit. Sorry, folks. I had to get no, a little. No, and that was, <laughs> that was kind of the reason they did it. And, by the way, the, the, the point behind some of what you're saying there is one of the things that makes tennis great is there's no clock on it. So, please get out of your head that we have to shorten things up and be on a clock because the clock does not make tennis great. In fact, I think no. it dumps it down to the point where it's not interesting. And the other side of it is, is it doesn't get people to work harder and had those three players that we're talking about not put in what they put into tennis boy, we went and saw what, what happened at the end of the day, and they, they must have put in a tremendous amount. The work Hey, do you think been... we need an asterisk yeah. for people when they win a championship with the tiebreaker for the third set? We need an asterisk. Wind date? No, it's not wind dated. Dumb down. A, uh, what, what should we call it? But we need an asterisk probably, right? <clears throat> well, what did they do right. in baseball when those guys – Get all those home runs with the steroids, you know. So you know. It's just, yeah. Well, it, really, yeah. really, I mean, that's right. Yeah. So it, you know, so. baseball's done a great job of well, making sure that the heritage of its sport has stayed. And, uh, and they look, put a it, clock on some of the stuff, coach. They put the daggone clock trying, on the pitching yeah. count. They're trying that's, to put the clock hey, on. It. Yeah. That. But they're not. Hey, they're not changing the. The, the the strikes and the balls and, you know, the fouling off. Hey, what, what if, let me ask that. you this, yeah. folks out there, what, hey, Coach, what, sorry for jumping in, what if at full count, three and two pitch, you only got one pitch, maximum six pitches per batter, okay? Would that change the dynamic? Folks, I want you to think about that because it's exactly what no ad tennis is. That's crap. Yeah. It is and crap what we do. Hey, to reiterate Hope I that point. Hope I didn't cussing. To reiterate Go. that point, the volleyball, um, what do they call their scoring now? The, the Dumb down. That's a dumb that rally. Yeah. They call it rally. The rally. Rally. I, went wow, in, I, I, went I used to a, love watching it. I went Go to ahead. the volleyball. Exactly. You, go, you used to go to the game, and they could only score – when they were serving, serve, yeah. and yeah. you know, so side out, side out, side out, side out, build so much, you know, so much anxiety that went out there, and so much, you know, where where no, you got drama, to the point where, drama, drama, yeah, drama, coach. yes, not, ang- not and, anxiety. And, that's a <laughs> that's right. So much drama that they, they, you know, feel like that it was like. Wow, you know, by the time they scored, and then they would score two, three points in a row, and then boom, the side outs would start again. All right, and and the coaching that you would see, and the changes you would see, man, it was fun to watch. Now, it's pickleball, just hey coach, coach, let me jump in. Pickleball play. has side out scoring. No pickleball. Yep. The only redeeming thing, if yep. pickleball goes to ping pong scoring or racquetball yep. scoring, one at a time, it's it done. will die in a heartbeat. Yep. It's done. The yep. side-out scoring yep. is intriguing. That, whoa, yeah, whoa, wait good. a minute. We, yeah. You know, the pick, yep. that's, somebody was smart there. We are just dumb with what we're doing. Hey, Our no, no, coach, by the way, is we, it by design? Have, Go. We have that in tennis. 
deuce, add, deuce, add, deuce, add, until right. somebody wins that is ahead by two. So we right. do have that. Um, and and I, I think, you know, 10 years ago we were fighting all this, and, and what people don't understand is even behind the scenes I was at times, you know, hey, coach, you know, you really think we ought to just keep harping on the scoring stuff, not fully understanding the depths of why it was so important, how important our scoring system actually is. Um, and the more that I see what's going on on the other side 10 years later, and they've implemented all these short formats, holy cow, they've destroyed the very fiber of what we're trying to do. And without even knowing it, and trying to sell that something's going to be easier than it's going to be, that's crazy. The kids have to work so hard to get the skill and then to get the competitive side and the emotional side down. And, you know, to to try to make it, to package that where it's easier than it is, is not anything that's inspiring anybody except for the people, I guess, that were whining it was too hard. But those people aren't the people that are going to inspire the next generation and the next generation. So 10 years ago, we were fighting that. 10 years ago, you know, we knew that there was something off with college tennis. 10 years ago, you said that it's got to be gambling. Now we all know it is. All right. So it's – Explain Look, we, that a second, Coach. I don't think – people don't think it's, you know – There's money being put into the sport for gambling. So so our organizations are getting money behind the scenes for gambling. You think so? And, huh? well, we know, we know what happened with the ITF. I mean, they've advertised it. So, so then the ITF got what a hundred hundred and ten million dollars last year, folks. It was what it, UTR the thing said. was all getting the money. UTR was getting the money to run all those tournaments for for uh, gambling organizations, and you know the the randomness of the scoring. Now the UTR fought this a little bit because they, but the randomness of the scoring actually helped them with with the betting. So, that pays um, the house. The ra- wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. Randomness pays the house. Correct? Is that correct? Correct. Would, would, yeah. would, would, would I write? Am I right in assessing that? I think you're correct. And, yeah. Yeah. Do they know, want? Wait a minute. Do they want Nadal to win eleven straight uh, French no. Opens? Do they want these three no. guys on top? Do they want to do that? Why do they do in the NFL? Why do they flip everything to make it? Uh, more random every year. They don't want a dynasty, correct? In football, do they correct. want a dynasty? No. In basketball, do they no. want a dynasty? No. In no. baseball, do they want a dynasty? No. In tennis, do they want the same people playing? Now, I want to I want to just put this in there. Where this comes into play is that is is hard work and the work that you do. More important than the scoring system right now in tennis. Skill set versus scoring, which has more impact. The scoring uh, system, too, 100%. Yeah. Oh, okay, too long. I was going to say too long. Should have been, no, no, wait a minute. You get in better shape, right? Oh, uh, I yeah, got no, a better back. Hey, I like, hey, coach, I learned to slice backhand. Hey, Coach, I got that good serve coming in right now. I've got my service motion. I just worked on my volleys, Coach. I'm coming into the net a lot more. I'm going to win a lot more. Well, sorry, We're, we've got a game Look, point and no ad scoring that is an eight-point swing, eight-point swing. And if you ever just think about this, folks, at 4-4, four, four, if you win the next point, you're up 5-4, you need four. The other person needs 12. Also, guess what? Cheating has never been profound folks my first 10 years of coaching we never had referees we didn't need them tennis was a game of honor nobody would ever cheat you on their own game point and then one out of 50 people you had a little bit of a slimy punk somebody that was just a jerk would take points when it was 
your ad but not his own and he got a bad rep or she got a bad reputation wow don't mess with that person now it's almost like people are forced to hey what can i get away with here it is awful the cheating i've never seen it like this but could it be the scoring system yep you bet it is oh yeah sorry for jumping in there coach go ahead the other part of that is the more you put in to the game, the honoring of the game becomes more and more important. And the the players are going to be less likely to cheat. Now, character is character. A bad person is a bad person. But to set up the rules to where we are, you know, it's actually at the end of the day they benefit the bad person because we've we've allowed a scoring system that helps the cheaters out. So, and that's the part. Can I can I the point you just made? Yeah. When, I, I got to back yeah. up just a second, and um, this story pops me in. At one time, I had a player on my at my team from California, and his dad was a professional artist. And one time I walked into his house uh, to, to recruit out, out there, and I looked at this stunningly beautiful picture of a uh, family, and I said, whoa. I said, yeah, he said, yeah, I'm working on this. And it was, it was a big picture of, of this guy and his family. I said, how long have you been working on it? He said, about three months. I go, whoa, really? And I said, do you mind me asking how much? Uh, he said, no, no, that's not the point. You know, it's somewhere around here. I do enough to get by. How many do you do these a year? He said, I'd maybe do three or four. I said, wow. I said, you know, and he was living in a small place. I said, do you ever think about trying to make, do commercial art? He said, no. He just laughed at me. He goes, no, no, this is my art. This is my art. He says, now the tragedy is, he said, you can go down to a, to a superstore somewhere and people don't know the difference between my work and, you know, an El- Elvis lithograph or a, a pen. <laughs> that's the problem. You know, he says, nobody understands the difference. Now, if you talk to a, someone who plays classical music, I brought my, I brought my players into the office, three or four of them who, who are doing the work, but they don't understand the passion that it takes to play tennis. I showed them, I, I pull up like new world symphony on, my, uh, my on the computer and I'm showing them and when that the second second uh a part of New World Symphony uh, the second stanza whatever it's the most beautiful thing in the world it has this little girl playing this oboe and she's so passionate and the pressure is unbelievable and what she does I call that I pull that up pretty often because I just want to see this this talent this was worked for for years and years and years to to get this skill set not talent but skill set skill set work for talent that was god given those two things work for together and this is the way sports were de- designed coach they were designed for people who had athleticism and in a hunger and an ability to see past the glitz, the, whether it's the money or the trophies or the titles, but it's that passion. I've often said on this program that, you know, I played for three drugs, you know, uh, dopamine, adrenaline, and endorphins when I was a kid at the park. I got three drugs at the park, dopamine, adrenaline, and endorphins. And there's many of you people who love tennis out there. This is why you played the sport. And we are completely taking this out and having our kids chase points, Trophies, UTRs. Oh my God! I'm, and look, there's a place for it, but it's definitely. Do you know I went to junior tournament the other day? Fifty-two kids pulled out of the back draw. Fifty-two out of a 128 draw. Fifty-two pulled out somewhere. A lot of mysterious injuries there. You know, a lot, a lot of from you know, no heart to broken heart to to hurt feelings. But a lot of people just. Oh my gosh! But here we're killing this. We'll kill it if there's no passion to it. It's not more. It's more than recreation thing. Okay, coach. I'm sorry. I um I, I got well, off on no, that, but you hit a nerve. That's well, why you coach. That's why anybody has a profession, whether it's music, well, art, sports. Coach, well, go. Yeah, that, sorry. That, that's exactly right. In in uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about when you were talking about all that because I think sometimes. You get off and on things, and, and people think that we want it to go back the way it was. It's it's not that we want it to go back the way it was. We want it to go forward. 
And what they don't understand is that 10 years ago when I was in college tennis and we were, you know, I remember back then you were on USTA committees and on and on and on. And, and what people, People probably yeah, they threw me off. Go ahead. This. Go ahead. <laughs> you got thrown off, but listen, this is what you don't see. You don't see yourself. What, your ideas, they took your ideas, they changed them, and they made everything go the other way because they had a different way of looking at tennis. So the, your ideas were, were really good. I mean, a lot of the things that you talked about would have set tennis back in a direction that was going to help it out. But they didn't want to do that. And that's what you've been trying to figure out. Why don't they want to do this? Well, it's, it's to the point where I, I, I don't know. I mean, we do know, but I don't know if we can change that or we can't change that. What we, what we do, what we do try to change is what we're trying to do each and every day. But, I, you know, they know they need to change ten and under tennis. They know that it's broken with their tournaments. You told them exactly how to do this years ago, and they didn't like ten it. Ten years ago, um, twelve years ago, ten, years ten and ago. under, we yeah. used to argue about it. Yeah. You told them how to do it, and what people don't understand, like the the whole thing with the the two years and jumping through the same hoops with the with the points doesn't work. You told them that ten, ten years ago. And all they've done, their participations went backwards. Look, you told them to do 18 and under, 14 and under tennis, and that okay, explain that. About- explain that while we have to the listeners. Explain what we have now and what the jumping through the hoop, too many hoops means, and the way we should have okay. junior tennis. What we're doing now is we're making them chase points within their age groups. We're age-specific, so we're making them jump through hoops with their age groups, and what happens is they reach whatever they're going to reach, and then they change into the next age group. Well, they try to outsmart that, maybe play up. Well, basically, it, it, the parents and the people around them that are advising them end up doing the wrong things because they're trying to chase after points. Well, you, you told them to have the back draws and all that in the 14 and under tournaments. And once they get to the 18 and under, have knockouts. and be knockout, shrink, right, yeah. Yeah, shrink the draws, expand the draws when they're younger, get everybody involved, have a good time, make it a good experience. And when it gets – when they get older than 14, then, you know – Go out there and have the knockout tournament, shrink it, shrink the draw right. from the, six, the big national tournament. The 16 tournament. and yeah. under and the 12 and under are pretty lame, really. I mean, if you think about oh, yeah. it, we need four-year breakdowns. We need probably – you could have 10 and under, but open. You don't have to play at the silly balls unless you want to. I'll be the first to tell you, you know, I use balls and different kinds of balls in training. They're great training tools, the slower balls. There's different drills I do that, but however, when they're playing, they should not force the kids to use those with a small court. And nobody wants to shoot on an eight foot basket. USTA coaches, nobody wants to shoot on eight foot basket. Kids want to shoot on a 10 foot basket, you know, and no adults want to either. They want to shoot on a 10 foot basket than senior citizens. However, we need a 14 and under, we need an 18. I think, I think the ITF, we that's what it. they used to do. Yeah. Go ahead. We have it. No, listen, we have a great 10 and under format already. It's called Little Mo. And they actually oh, yeah. have both. They have the yellow ball. And if you, if you're, you know, your skill level or your athleticism is not where it needs to be, you need to play with the other balls. They have that as well. Um, and then they have – national tournaments and they have international tournaments what's lacking in the 10 and under is great local tournaments and great state tournaments which usda took all that stuff away so okay and, big and point here coach inspired, big... the kids are inspired by their peers and chasing down their peers and creating rivals that's what they're inspired by 
So, um, and they also Coach, can I, jump, I, I yeah. need to jump in there. Events of heritage and rivalries. Uh, Tim Wilkinson, give him the credit there. I heard him say that one time, and he's right on right on the button. But do you know? Are you aware that back? It was I think it was 2013 or 14. The little Mo really went. They were attacked. I don't want to say attacked. That's too dramatic. <clears throat> they were slammed by the USTA. Did not like that they had their little Mo had their own format. And I did a, I did a program. I'm trying to think what year it was, but I had, um, you know, the people who were in charge of little Mo at that time, and we interviewed them. And the USTA basically were trying to move in and. I don't want to say sabotage, but they really there was some stuff leaked where they were trying to put the little Mo out of business. But you're right, under ten stuff, the little Mo is is, is really the organization that level. I've never heard yeah. anybody yeah. and I've never heard anybody say much bad about it. They they have freedom no. now. I wanted to make this point: top-down management will always fail. Socialism is what top-down management is. Bottom up is a democracy. Bottom bottom up, I guess you would call it a republic. What, what do you call it? Our democratic republic is what we have in the United States. But we don't need top-down agendas and 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 um, dig on how to do everything. Control. We need bottom up incentives. We don't we don't need yeah. top-down directives. We need bottom up incentives. Every community in America needs to have freedom to instigate their own tournaments, to run with the ball, to do what they need to. What we're doing is we're delegating from top down, and we've wiped out the tournaments of heritage. With the, if you go to tournaments now, they're so robotical. They're just, just so – they don't have draw sheets. You do everything online. You check in online. You put your score down online. You do this. It's like I was w- waiting for Nurse Ratchet to pop out and say, medication time, children. Medication time. Have you had your medication here? Because it's just that's not the way it works. We've we've eliminated tournaments like the uh, Peach State in Georgia, Belton in South Carolina, all of these tournaments of heritage. If they moved Kalamazoo, down to Lake Nona would be about the worst mistake in history. Kids will, are now just playing for points anyway. They're all learned being taught how to back out of the back draw and just quit things. You know, so anyhow, that's my little thing on that. Folks, we need bottom-up well, incentives, not that top-down directives. Well, you, and you add in the shortened format, and it's confusing right. to the kids. They don't know who the best player in the tournament is at the end of the tournament. They don't know who the kid is that's on the rise because the, the back draws with the, you know, are all messed up. I mean, they don't even play the back draws out. They don't play so the finals. They, no, they don't yeah. play the finals of the back draw. You know, it's sort of like well, matches for fun or, you know, rec model matches. Right, and here's here's my point to that. If you take away those champions – and you take away the players that really are going to shine that week, it takes away all the work of the kids that are trying to get where they're trying to go. And, you know, if you just muddy the water, the kids are just out there working, and it's it's a top sport, and they don't know what they're trying to reach up for. Kids are amazing if, you know, I remember you telling me this 20-some years ago. You said, People will assimilate to the level which they believe they should go to, and I at the time I was like, "There's no way that's true," but it's absolutely true. That's a, that's exactly what happened. Those kids that I coached that won Wimbledon and won the 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 World Championships, uh, talent. Yeah, they had talent, but was it more than anything else I've seen? Not really. A little bit here and there, not much. Um, they would work at their skill at a different level, um, and sometimes people mistake that for talent. But, um, you know, yeah, even the ones that we see on TV today, I mean, there wasn't that the margin between talent and what you see in college is not that much different, but the work ethic is much different. 
much different, and the mindset is much different in what they're trying to do. But we can change that and get kids, especially kids of high, that are high achievers, we can get them to chase after it. And I think that everything that we've done with our national organization currently is to try to attract attract people that are in the middle. Like, it, and then we listen to everybody that's whining, and those are usually the people that are in the bottom third. So if you're listening so, to that, you know, how are you going to inspire the right. kids that are high achievers? They're going to go Nick, do something else. Nick, Nick Saban, one of his quotes that I, you know, I use some of his quotes sometime with, he said, high achievers hate uh, mediocre, medium achievers, and medium achievers hate high achievers. You know, and it, it's really true what we've done is uh, always we have kids rising to the top. In other words, the cream rising is what has always inspired Americans. You see the toughest kid on the block, the toughest kid on the playground, the, the best, uh, the hardest worker in the classroom. Holy cow, we had 50 kids in my elementary school. The number one smartest young lady was always girls in the front row because they were always smarter than the boys. But when they put the smartest kid first row, first seat. Can you believe this? Fifth row, last seat was the, was the non-smartest kid, you know, the kid who wasn't doing well. Well, what we've done is we've completely mixed the bag. We we there's not there's no way you should ever embarrass somebody. You just can't do. I think uh, who was Lou Holt? No, no, it was I think it was Tony Dungy book, where he said can't do, won't do, only do. Only, you know the only yep. reason people fail is uh, you either can't do it, won't do it, or only do it. It's usually it's not can't do it, but there are some that can't, and and they would find their level. But the point is is we need to allow the cream to rise to the top, not just a weekend yeah. hero, but the person that the people who do it over and over and over again successfully. And then we need to have kids and people chasing that down, you know, but we, we for, we're, we're trying to put, make mediocrity, mediocrity out of excellence. The United States has always been, excellence out of mediocrity and you can go do this you know a god-given ability opportunities to do it and then your your desire nature nurture self it's always been those three things coach and we're hailing athleticism now but not skill set it's uh look it, it i absolutely love watching what's that girl caitlin what clark the girl out in Iowa, let's just – yeah, well, I was wanting to make the point that Caitlin – the girl out in Iowa is just doing so well. Holy cow, I love – I'm watching – you know why? I know that she's probably talented, but they have a little video out on her work ethic too. You know, Steve Nash's video, basketball video, I've watched that. We all – have watched uh, the videos about Michael Jordan and the work ethic he had. Kobe you know, Bryant. Yep. Kobe Bryant is yep. the best. I mean, the best work yep. ethic. But that's what we need to be hailing. We don't need to be dumbing everything down, and that's what we've done to the sport of tennis. So and people um, don't understand how much you learn when you stretch yourself to those limits, and and, and look, fail and fail sometimes, study. coach. Coach, coach, how much you lot. learn when you fail yeah. and then get back or pull yourself up and try, try again. And what we're doing, the, the sad thing about this, the portal and things in college, what we're doing now is where if at first you don't succeed, we allow kids to change the channel. We'll try something else. Right. It, 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 it should yeah. be try, try again. Oh, I'm not making it on my team now. Try, try again. I'm not, I, I didn't win that tournament. I got skunked. Try, try again. Okay, oh, wait a minute. I got my heart broken. Try, try again. You know, it. it um, the quick formula there, and then, uh, but these things, I've, I've got to bring this out. I was asked the other day about, you know, trying your best in a losing cause, and some kid actually asked me, why should I try my best in a losing cause and it hurts so bad? I said, when you give your very, very best and it hurts terrible, 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 it's like a broken bone. And it breaks. 
but then it heals back twice as strong. But if you don't try your very, very best and you lose, it's still going to hurt, but it's like a disease that stays with you like a virus. It is the Q virus. The quitter virus is a virus that you never get over. So you need to you need to really learn how the fortitude of staying with it, and that's what our sport has done, and we're and we're getting away yeah. from that, Coach. So go ahead, Coach. No, that uh, no, we 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 are putting bubble wrap around everybody's emotions so they don't get hurt, and then they never grow back stronger. No, you're exactly right, and you know the, those are the very things that define people, not just in tennis. In, in life, I mean, you know, one thing I was so proud of is what tennis players did after tennis. I mean, they, they be, I mean, became some of the greatest leaders out there. And one of the reasons college tennis was thriving on such a high level was because of that. Because after they graduated, these American kids graduated and were out there and became leaders in their communities, they gave back. And we're just we're not creating that environment anymore. And I think that's right. important that we find a way to recreate something like that. We're not gonna have we're not gonna go back in time. We just have to learn from our mistakes and learn what worked in the past. Um and, okay, you know, I and, quick... and my point to that is that the kids are kids. And I know that they have, you know, there's some distractions there that, that weren't there before. But, man, you reach inside and it's the same stuff. It's the same stuff that's always been there. And some of it has been, you know, they've been told for many years. It's, it, it's harder to pull out of them, but it's still in there, still in there. Still all the great stuff is in there with these young people. And I've still never seen anybody run out of talent in tennis. I've seen people – run out of mindset and heart and, you know, but I haven't seen them run out of, I just, I don't have the ability to do it. Um, You know, I think it's a sport that, especially if you set it up the right way, you, you work at it and eventually you will get what you, you know, you put in and that's that's the hard thing. Absolutely. So coach, uh, we got it. Yep. Okay, uh, go, go finish your thought there. We got about six minutes. I got a, something a lightning round. I'm going to ask you uh, okay. to, to answer some questions here. But go go ahead. I well, mean, the last thing I wanted to say is if you go back in time ten years, we were being told that all this was going on in the name of producing revenue for our sport in college. What a load of crap that was, and we knew it was a load of crap. And by the way, where is all those revenue streams that they were talking about? I mean, our I don't TV. know if we, we can name <laughs> TV. all those people. They were going to get everybody on TV. But that was, man, that was a load of crap. And, hey, if we shorten the format, we're going to be on all these networks, and we have such Red a great herring. product, we're going to get all these people out. Uh, where is that? I, Coach, I red herring. You know what a red herring is? Coach, you know what a red herring is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You yeah. drag some to, the, to where people will follow that instead of the real reasons. Okay, let right. me ask you this. There was everybody, there was a special on 60 Minutes. Look up 60 Minutes Gambling in College. Gambling. Okay, and uh, let's look at the way the dumb down of each sport here. Okay, this is going to be a lightning round. But anyhow, folks looked up 15-minute 15, 15 video. It was on about three weeks ago about uh, this draft king and all that. Boy, I hope that, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it, but um, maybe this is uh, pulling the scab, Band-Aid off the scab a little bit here. But, um, hey, Coach, if you were going to dumb down, uh, let's say, basketball, what's the dumb down? How, do you dumb, how are they dumbing it down? Uh, how are they creating parity? Clock. Yep. Shot, shot clock, clock. Um, creating a right. system where you can't play defense the way you want to play it. Um, they did that for NBA, years. NBA play, letting, allowing yeah. uh, zone defenses instead of man-to-man. Right. And then, you know, the three-pointers. Um, three-pointers. You got it. You, know, you got it. 
Good, yeah. Coach. Yeah. Uh, next they, next uh, thing, yeah. how about – Shorten in the game. I mean, that, that'll be the next thing they do. They'll shorten the games even more so, you know, we know less of what's going on. It's already random enough, but if it becomes too predictable, they'll yeah. shorten the game. Right. There's no way. It's amazing how 10-point lead used to be safe with three minutes to go. And uh, uh, the yeah. strategy and the chess was being played. Okay, let's move on. How uh, How is baseball? How would you dumb down baseball? Um, the pitch count. Um, would would definitely dumb it down. If you shorten the amount of innings they played, that would dumb it down. Um, you uh, no full count. Uh, have to full know. count one pitch, right? Yeah. Well, the other thing, this is a thing nobody talks about, but Juice the balls. Uh, technology. Go ahead. If you, you you if you put in technology, more technology into the sport, which I know they've done you know, behind the scenes a little bit, but for the most part, they're still playing with wood bats. Um, if you put in yeah. metal bats or you put in some loaded bats, that's going to completely dumb the de- game yeah. down. Um, yeah. So, yeah. The, the, okay. Uh, All right. You know, the, uh, how do- oh, hey, here's another one. What if we, we made it mandatory that the, the – Baseball fields were the size of softball fields, or something. I mean, you could, you could do all kinds. <laughs> well, they already of fun done things. that. If yeah. you juice the balls or something, yeah. you, you've got that. Or the bat yeah. technology. Right now, there's no yeah. base hits, and there's no, no. The strategy has changed so much. They say, oh, it's better for right. the fans. Well, it also produces random results. What about uh, volleyball? Yeah. You already talked about that. Rally scoring. Rally scoring has completely screwed the game up. I mean, it's it's so uninteresting on the outside. And I remember at the time, by the way, let me go back in time 10 years ago, that's what was being thrown at us. Look, uh, volleyball's on TV. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a good product. Yeah. yeah all right, all right. How, we, how, are they, how are they dumbing down football? I know that the scores in football games now are 51 to 45 or stuff like that. Everybody scores over 30. Remember, the thir- no 13 to 10 games and stuff like that. I don't know enough about football. Well, I know that they've done stuff to the for the blocking, or the the, the not longer the, the yeah. short is, it made it where the defense can't play defense. The and, defense can't play defense. Yeah. I don't know enough ins and, and outs of that. What you know? they've done there is they've changed the rules where, you know, there's certain things they can't do. There's certain ways they can't hit people, and they've made it where it's almost impossible to play defense the way you need to play defense to shut things down. So yeah, right. all the rules are in favor of the, of the offense. Um, all the rules are in favor of teams with a lot of speed. Uh, you know, so that that's how they've dumbed it down. Well, what about golf? I got one that you won't even think about. It's not the big Bertha's clubs and everything, but how do you dumb down golf? Because I actually big, heard big hole, this coach. Big, oh, there you go. There you go. This coach yeah, up in – uh, let me tell you the quick one. A coach that was on the ITA panel a long time ago, he was telling me that, oh, Chuck, you're just living in the past here. You're, hey, coach, coach, come on. It's the 21st century here. You know what he said? They're going to make the – for what? kids, they're going to make the holes bigger like pizza pets. They're already doing it. Even a pie plate. It, it, hey, folks, if they uh, – you, you average golfers, plate, yeah. if you make it yeah. a pie plate for the golf hole – Think about this, folks. We'd have about 50 people that were in the top 10. <laughs> 50 people I, in the top look, 10, wouldn't we? So, I would go ahead. Always, you know, hit, I could always hit a golf ball very well, but putting it was, man, that, I mean, it would have required me to put a Everybody lot of time Everybody knows that. Everybody, it's the three putts yeah. and the six putts for me, but the three putts, everybody, everybody can hit the, hit the ball pretty well. All right, coach, coach. So, Yep. Winding this up, winding this up, we're going to make a lot of people aware of stuff, and there's some people out there that are going, oh, come on, give me a break, give me a break. They're, they're, these guys are just wanting to go past or something like that. I don't think that's at all. I think we want kids, this, we want sports to be one of the most powerful teaching tools that young people could ever have before they get that place where they have to go out into the world. And because it's immediate and they have to learn teamwork, making the dream work and all, all that, 
Coach, I got you, you got the last word here. Well, um, I think one thing that's that's on the table now. I don't even know if I've told you this, but I, I guess the USTA has bought our co- coaching organization out, and they're in. You know, anyway, this, this stuff's going on where they're talking about with the uh, scoring system to to go ahead and implement it into juniors because that's what USTA players were going to do anyway. I, as a person that's been around the game for as long as I've been around it, there is, you can play all the amount of tiebreakers you want and you'll get better at tiebreakers, but that's not what makes you a better tennis player. It's the same thing with no ad scoring. You, you'll get a little bit better with no ad scoring, but you will not become a better tennis player. So they will slow down the development, and the randomness will stifle the hard work out there. So I don't understand the logic behind why you would take something that's college, you know, we've implemented in college. And that was my next question. That because Coach, that's my next is, question. Go, go ahead, but that's my next yeah, question. It's, yeah, it's been – College college tennis has been going backwards now for the last, what, 40 years? We've been losing programs for a long time, a long okay. time. So okay. why would you do that? Coach, coach, if yeah. Rod Laver, you know, let's say Stan Smith, Chris Everett, uh, Billy Jean, all of the great players got together and said, hey, we want to change the scoring system, we would go, huh, wonder what their agenda is. Wonder what their right. agenda? Well, is that a little bit arrogant? You know, is that a little bit? Yeah. Well, why? Why would they do that? It's been a hundred. Don't they want to be a part of a hundred forty-five years of heritage? But here's the point: they weren't the ones that did it. Mainly committee nope. members who probably were a lot of three-point-five players, and the few coaches who maybe don't see it are thinking we have a shorter day, or let's make it more random. But here's why: why college sports? Coach, they get college first, and now what happened? I told people on the committee, it made them mad. They threw me off that committee. But I told them, yeah, you're going to get college tennis with this stuff, and then you're going to push it into the juniors, right? Oh, no, maybe. No, we're not going to. They push it into the juniors. But once juniors and college players are doing it, who's going to be the people in the pros seven or eight or nine or ten years from now? These people that have already – they're going to be the people. No, they're the people that are yeah. bled in, bled in. Yeah. They're bled into the system. And then pretty soon yeah. you've got the ITF now doing tiebreakers for the third set in junior tennis. We've got, you know, this, and we're, we're, they're marketing. Who cares what the pros do? I care a heck of a lot what the high school kids, the level kids do, and the college-level kids. But why would they have experimented with this unless there's some motive and folks, it ain't on. Oh, we're going to be on TV. Oh, we're going to make it big, build our crowds bigger. You don't get a bit of bigger tennis crowd unless people or parents or something that's local. You know, football's a national attention. Basketball's a regional attention. Baseball probably within 50 miles. But the minor sports, they don't. Come on, give me a break. That was a red herring. But I think it's been. A long, long time, and it's been 15 years. I want everybody to think about this. Why isn't it everybody's most favorite thing to do if it was such a good idea? And, Coach, I'm going to leave us with, with that one, and I just wanted to <laughs> – we, we, we wouldn't be having to still fight it if it was everybody's favorite. Whoa, this is so good. No. No, you don't take classical anybody? music and make it into disco music. You don't take classical art and make it into paint-by-numbers. You don't take things that are so, so fantastic, like our sport of tennis, and make it into dumbed-down scoring and dumbed-down tennis. Coach, Agreed. you got anything Agreed. else? Very you well got 30 said. seconds. No, 30 very seconds. well said. I think that that's right on, and that's that's exactly right. And if, you know, back, again, going back 10 years ago when we, we the kids all got together and had their – survey in college tennis and they were voting whether to do no ad 
or do regular scoring, <laughs> and over 90% of them, 90%, 10,000 yeah. kids got together 10, to sign a petition. You don't That's think, right. I mean, to sign a petition and to vote, when they did the vote with the ITA and then the ITA buried it, 90% of them wanted to do that, and the regular scoring. 196, want, yeah. 196 female coaches of coaches of our young ladies, women's teams, signed a petition that Lynn Loring, the great Lynn Loring, the Hall of Fame Lynn Loring, put out yep. there. And then they slammed him and they dirtied his name. Tried they to, did. not with people who really yeah. knew. Not with people who really anybody, knew. Anybody that was against them, they tried to do that. But even the kids, the the kids that we say that it matters, the whole reason that we're doing what we're doing, when they stood up, we didn't listen. So there is something going on behind the scenes. And, yep. you know, it's got to be something that deals with money, right? I mean, there's not. Well, power okay, we'll it. leave it at that. We we don't want to get in trouble yeah. and get and get. Yeah. Hey, listen, we we just putting it out there. But uh, God bless you, Coach, yeah. and uh, uh, that's it, Coach Randy Blumendahl, and and folks, a lot to chew on there. I want you to join us next year. Next, sorry, next week with another American tennis. And uh, this Coach Creasy reminded you that you're in the process of winning or losing. Every day of your life, and it has very little to do with a win or a loss. Made in America, America, folks.